In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear faithful, today we celebrate the first Sunday of Advent, which marks the beginning of the whole liturgical year. The word Advent comes from the Latin verb advenire, to arrive or to come to. It signifies the arrival or the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into this world. This is the reason for the entire season of Advent, preparation for the coming of Christ at Christmas. The Holy Doctor of the Church, St. Bernard of Clairvaux, gave a beautiful sermon in which he distinguishes the three comings of our Lord. We know, he says, that there are three comings of the Lord. The third lies between the other two. It is invisible, while the other two are visible. In the first coming, he was seen on earth, dwelling among men. He himself testifies that they saw him and hated him. In the final coming, all flesh will see the salvation of our God, and they will look upon him whom they have pierced. The intermediate coming is a hidden one. In it, only the elect see the Lord within their own selves, and they are saved. In his first coming, our Lord came in our flesh and in our weakness. In this middle coming, he comes in spirit and in power. In the final coming, he will be seen coming in glory and in majesty. (coughs) First coming, of course, of our Lord is his incarnation, his coming in the flesh, the great feast of Christmas, which we have begun preparing for during the season of Advent. His coming in the flesh is a source of our redemption and of our joy. The second is his final coming in glory and majesty. The Greek word parousia describes it, which we heard prophesied from our Savior's lips in last Sunday's Gospel. And that coming is also spoken of, interestingly enough, in this Sunday's Gospel. For the powers of heaven shall be moved, said our beloved Lord, and then they shall see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power and majesty, But when these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is at hand. That coming is the end, the goal towards which the other comings of our Lord are directed, his return in triumph and glory to judge the living and the dead. But it is his third coming, as St. Bernard styles it, the invisible coming of Christ into our souls through sanctifying grace that unites the first coming to the second and unites our souls to Christ. And St. Bernard says about this that because this coming, that of Christ into our souls, lies between the other two, it is like a road on which we travel from the first coming to the last. In the first, Christ was our redemption. In the last, he will appear as our life. In this middle coming, he is our rest and consolation. And St. Bernard says again, In case someone should think that what we say about this middle coming is sheer invention, listen to what our Lord himself says. He says this in the Gospel of St. John. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him, and we will set up our abode in him. There is another passage in Scripture which reads, He who fears God will do good. But something further has been said about the one who loves, that is, that he will keep God's word. And where is God's word to be kept? Obviously in the heart. As the prophet says, I have hidden your words in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Keep God's word in this way, says St. Bernard. Let it enter into your very being. Let it take possession of your desires and of your whole way of life. Feel, feed on its goodness, and your soul will delight in its richness. Remember to eat your bread, or your heart will wither away. Fill your soul with richness and with strength. That is to say, the riches and strength of the Word of God. This Advent, dear faithful, 
Let us seek to keep in mind and prepare ourselves worthily for these three comings of Christ. The first, which we will celebrate with great joy when we contemplate the Christ child in the manger. The second, in which we will stand before our God and our judge and answer for all that we have said, all that we have done, all that we have thought, all that we have desired. And the third, which should be the goal of our whole life, the advent or coming and increase of the sanctifying grace of Almighty God in our hearts. Dear faithful, the liturgy of this first Sunday of Advent urges us to prepare for the coming of Christ by, uh, by evoking a certain sentiment of urgency with which the sacred texts both call upon Almighty God and also push us to arise from our spiritual complacency and our spiritual sloth. Stir up thy power, we beseech thee, O Lord, and come, we pray in the collect, that from the threatening dangers of our sins we may deserve to be rescued and to be saved by thy deliverance. What a beautiful prayer that we can make our own in these troubled times. Yet, let us note where the threatening dangers come from. They come not from the exterior evils that beset us on every side, but rather from our own sins. Nothing outside of us can truly and permanently hurt us. Only our sins can and do. And in the epistle, St. Paul urges us to cast off the works of darkness, that is to say, sinful works, and to put on the armor of light, which is the armor of good works and virtuous action. Now is the hour, exclaims the apostle of the Gentiles, for us to rise from sleep. For now our salvation is nearer at hand than when we believe. Yes, now is the hour for us to cooperate with the grace of Almighty God. Not later today, not tomorrow, now, this very instant. We do not know how much time is left to us. We must make good use of it. Let us show that in the midst of our world, which lives in its riotousness and its drunkenness, its chambering, its impurities, its contention, and its envy, that we recognize that our time could be up at any moment. The night is darkest just before the dawn, and so too will appear, all will appear lost right before our redemption and our salvation. But no matter what is happening in our world, we will not lose faith, for we know our Lord is coming. He is coming this Christmas as we commemorate His Holy Incarnation. He is coming at the end of time to judge the living and the dead. And He wants to come a little bit more into our hearts each and every day through His sanctifying grace. Will we deny Him that? No, let us cooperate with His grace this Advent and so worthily prepare a dwelling place for Him. Let us seek this Advent to listen to our Lord's urgent call to us, to be more faithful in our good resolutions, resolutions which He should make. Advent is like a little Lent, a preparation for our Lord's coming. And to seek to grow in all virtues, in unshakable faith, in supernatural hope, hope that's not founded upon any sort of human um, desire, but rather upon Almighty God's goodness and power. And let us seek to grow also in divine charity. And let us make this preparation, this Advent, in the presence of the Blessed Virgin Mary, our Mother, who made the first Advent hidden away from the world for nine months. If we honor her this Advent, for example, by our special effort to attend Novena Masses and devotions in honor of her Immaculate Conception, if we do so, she will bless us and accompany us in preparation for the coming of her Divine Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.